Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day listeners. Hello listeners. How are you this day? How on earth, COVID earth are you? It's like planet COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the last planet place was an okay restaurant to sometimes go to. This planet place isn't much fun. <laughs> yes, we're uh, deep into COVID fatigue, Coxie. How are you going, listeners? Are you, are you over it? Are you worn out? Are you, Or are you like getting stronger and just, you know, you can take anything now because... Goodness knows we've had a whole lot chucked at us in the last, uh, what, six months as we uh, pop into September? It's a good question. When did this all start? Was it? I remember there being niggles around February when I was away for my birthday, but at no point was there any threat of anything being shut down. And then by end of Feb, parts of overseas were shutting down, if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah, I think February it was starting to show up overseas. They were going yes. into panic mode and i remember thinking here in australia it's like oh yeah something overseas happening again (laughs) (laughs) which we are prone to do yeah that'll never happen to us no not down here Uh, uh, uh. good old safe australia where we're now not allowed to leave the country and all sorts of shenanigans so how things change coxie it's been a, a wild ride and i can't see any opportunity to get off just yet Yes, and uh, speaking of changes and wild rides, it's a bit like that sometimes when clients want to change stuff on a job that we've quoted. It's been a big topic of conversation recently, oh hasn't gosh. it, variations? <laughs> it's, it generally is, um, and I, I feel like it's a bit heightened at the moment. There's been some funny sharing in our, in our premium member groups uh, from some of our clients, just the stuff that, their customers <laughs> are asking for or expecting and sadly the way some people deal some trade business owners deal with variations and client changes just makes it worse and gives me more fodder for the podcast with you coxie <laughs> i just think that it's another one of those skills we're never taught which makes it great conversation for the podcast because i'm sure there are many traders that will get a lot of value out of some of the things we talk about today Absolutely. So uh, what on earth do you do when a customer says, hey, can you change that? And you're like halfway through a job for them, whether you're an electrician, a plumber, a, a painter, a tiler, a builder, a glazier, a landscaper. I mean, you name it. People want to change stuff. You just say, yeah, of course I can. And you do it, right? Mm, and, and there'll be no additional charge for that. No, never. And we mm-hmm. won't document it and we'll just, you know, I'll do that for you. Of course I will. Now, we do, we're doing that tongue-in-cheek, Nicole, and <laughs> I'm a bit scared actually as we did that because I thought there might be some of you listening to this going, yeah, you just have to do what they say. Well, don't you? brought up to believe the customer's always right. Yes, we've been lied to about that. Yes. Um, 
non-fact. Because <laughs> customers are not always right. No. And it's okay if they feel like they are right, but it's better yes. if they feel like they're heard and appreciated and understood. Mm, I would uh, agree. And so when they want to change things, they're changing an agreement. And when agreements change, conditions change. Absolutely. I think a lot of us know that, and a lot of you listening to this would probably be okay with that. Like, if we change an agreement, then then it's not that all bets are off, but we need to have a chat about, well, what are the conditions going forward? And sadly, so many of you uh, change things for customers because you think that if you don't, somehow you're going to lose the customer, or they're going to give you a bad review, or they're not going to pay their bill, or whatever fear-based response you have around that. And we see that cost a lot of tradies a shit ton of money. And then some. And a whole lot of stress and oh, um, what else does it cause? What other problems does it cause? I think called legal, when I think about some of our builders that have done things differently because that's the way the client uh, requested them, not only did it cost them money but it cost them fines it costs them trouble with their licenses and in some cases costs some legal costs because we had to take it a bit further so i you know there can be a, a massive cost both personally emotionally businessly on yeah. all fronts unfortunately it, it causes some really big ripples <clears throat> mm. um so we bang on about it a fair bit. I didn't. I didn't pull up our previous episodes, and it's hard scrolling through four hundred and something <laughs> of them to find out when we've talked about this before. Um, but I know we have in the past. I think we did it as a builder special a little while ago mm-hmm. about dealing with variations. But it's not just for builders. And there was there's a uh, a Tyler who's one of our premium members who's dealing with this at the moment and getting into some confronting situations with customers who want things changed yeah his communication around that is not great mm-hmm. and that's causing him some problems do you know that probably brings me to the first point i'd like to make about variations we are not obliged to do them no i think as tradies we think we have to make everybody feel good and fix things but we don't actually have to change the agreement that we have previously made under any circumstances. Just yep. like if there's an issue and you present that to the client, they're not obliged to change their position either. No, if your supplier puts your price up yes. and you're partway through a job and you screwed up the pricing, client's not obliged to accept that. It's like, dude, you quoted me a price. That's your bad luck. Absolutely. I just feel that for some reason us as tradies seem to feel like it's our brunt to bear that, you know, that there will be changes and I have to wear it and I have to make the change to keep you happy because we're 10 parts deep into the job. And if I don't know, you'll get upset and you might not pay me and it's all going to go to shit. You might leave me a negative review, but in actual fact, you don't actually have to agree to that in the first place. That's the first really clear point I like to make about variations. Yeah. And it's not, I feel like some, some uh, tradies or, or trade business owners take it as something of a, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, they take offence almost. That to be someone, asked to make a variation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and get their back up about the fact that someone asked for a change or that it creates a headache for them and it's a big pain in the neck. And, and so they just go straight into this conflict language and, and confrontational state around it instead of going, yeah, sure, we can change that for you. What, what do you want? Why do you want it? Um, let's have a look at it. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. So, as I said to you at the start of the job before you agreed to proceed with us, hopefully you wrote that down, listeners. <laughs> and hopefully you got the uh, the emphasis on the fact that you should have already been through this process with your client before you actually picked up the first tool, mm. your tool. And, and then you can say, well, as we talked about at the start uh, of the job, any variations uh, like this one require us to requote because uh, there's more materials involved, and obviously that's a change to the original agreement. And as you know, Bob, when you change agreements in life, conditions change, and we just need to make sure that everyone's okay with that. So I'll do a quote up. Um, work's going to stop now today, uh, so I'll send the boys off to another site, and um, I'll get that quote done up this afternoon. Flick it through to you on the email tonight. Make sure you approve it because we won't be able to come back until you do. Um, and once you do that, then we'll be straight back on site and we'll be able to get that sorted for you. How's that fit with you, Bob? If I was Bob, I'd be nodding and saying, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Now, if Bob's got a problem with that, well, Bob can make a decision whether Bob wants to change the thing or not. It's Bob's choice. But you already told Bob before he signed the quote acceptance form and agreed to your terms and conditions that that's how the process was going to roll. All is not lost if you haven't said so in the beginning. So if you're currently on a job and somebody's asking you today for variation, take note. You can still refer back to the fact they have signed the original agreement, i.e. quote or accepted your quote via email to the original conditions and therefore this variation proposes an adjustment to those conditions. So we need to add some expense or re-quote or change the length of time it's going to take, whatever it might be that you need to do to keep this work in your favour, this is the point at which you have that conversation before you agree to the variation. Yep. It's just changing an agreement. And when agreements change in life, then, look, I won't say all bets are off, but it certainly changes things and therefore we just need to re... uh, See, this is what happens when I've been away for a couple of weeks, Foxy. <laughs> you lose all your words. Yeah. You just need to re-establish the um, specifics of the agreement. Absolutely. Which includes price. Yes. And, and I, the length of time. <clears throat> we talk to a lot of consumers as well, Coxie, uh, not on the podcast. Now, there's an interesting thought for an episode. So that would be interesting. It's, uh, <laughs> we do talk to a lot of consumers and you've had a lot of contact with uh, consumers through the builder's wife mm-hmm. um, and by and large most people are okay with the fact that if you change something the price might change hmm. I think uh, 99.99% of people are understanding of the fact that that's very likely to be the outcome from the conversation around a variation now I think where this gets a bit tricky and if I go back to what we opened this episode with it's easy to see the complaints on social media from trade business owners, which are legitimate because some of the things just make me face palm so hard about consumers where it's like, hey, 
Um, I've already put the septic tank in and I've laid all the pipes and dug all the trenches and everything. Uh, can you just come out and like cast your eye over it and sign off on it as a plumber and I'll just pay you a little bit of money instead of paying you to actually do the job? True story. True story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one came through yesterday. Now we see those um, on social media and websites and we hear it from our, our friends in business and we think that's the norm, that that's the standard response to variations. And so I think a lot of you perpetuate this issue out there in trade business land because you think that's how consumers are going to react. And largely it's not. No. Consumers are reasonable people like me and Coxie. Well, Coxie's reasonable. I'm probably not. Oh, no, I think we're both pretty reasonable. <laughs> I think the point needs to be made that often where the terms around a variation fall down is in when we haven't communicated clearly. No. Communication? Yeah. Well, I know. I bang on about it all the time. But it's the <laughs> truth, right? If there's, we, we all carry our own expectations or assumptions into every conversation we ever have, every situation in our lives comes with our pre preconceived ideas. Now, if you as the treaty have not clearly and concisely communicated X, Y, Z to the client, so they understand that with this variation, there will be an extra cost. There will be another three days. There is likely then to be a delay while we wait for the new tiles to come or the new paint to be mixed, whatever it might be. If you've not communicated that, then when the client is upset and is refusing to pay because you haven't communicated that clearly, it's actually your fault. Ooh, there's a pineapple. Ouch. It's a bit prickly. Well, it is. It's true. But that's the power that we have as the business owners is in having those clear lines of communication all the way through the job. And when I say clear, it's a conversation and then we back it up with an email and then we get them to sign off on the variation to ensure they understand the length of time, the extension of time and the additional costs to the end contract price. And then we proceed, but we don't do it until then. However, we must communicate really clearly and understand that they have understood what we're trying to get across. Mm. So that comprehension is also another great point. Great tip for comprehension is to ask them exactly what they feel they're getting. So they have to essentially repeat it back to you. Yeah. Yeah, that whole repeat back thing is, is a, a common one that we talk about. Uh, it's interesting, Coxie, because as consumers, I think we've been pretty well educated by retail, hospitality and other service-based businesses that when you change something, there's usually an extra charge. Absolutely. If I go to my local cafe and I want decaf, soy and, and stevia in my in my dirty chai latte, uh, I'm going to pay an extra 20 cents, 50 cents for decaf. I'm going to pay extra for soy. I'm going to pay extra for whatever the hell else was I said because I don't drink those things. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we pay extra because it's different to the norm. Mm. Uh, if I want a mug instead of a cup, it's extra. Mm -hmm. and, and we've been educated by lots and lots of businesses that different costs more. Changes cost money. Mm. And so to convince yourself that, oh, but it's different when you're a tradie, that's a crock. Is you're it, making it different. It is an absolute crock and it's just something that, it's a choice of our own to believe 
that it's different, but it's not. Absolutely. It's widely so, accepted. There's no reason for your clients not to accept it. It's just on you to communicate it. Correct. And look, the reason we bang on about this here at Tradies in Business is it is such a massive area of profit and cash leaking out of trade businesses um, that I don't think we can repeat ourselves too many times on this one, Coxie, because maybe you haven't heard this before listening to this, listeners. Wow, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, maybe you've heard it before, but you haven't done anything about it yet. Um, maybe you've done something about it, but you still need to fine-tune your process around it and get a little better at it. Either way, if you don't feel confident with the way you handle client requested changes to jobs either before you started the job or during then it's time you went back and had another look at it because I guarantee you it's costing you money or it's costing you time or both it's probably causing you stress it means you're missing out on referrals and reviews from customers and it just makes for a shitty week that's the most concisely you've ever spoken about anything, I think. Look at that. Just wrapping it right up. We're only five minutes in. It's the new me, Coxie. I like it. <laughs> so if you've listened to this and you're thinking, well, that's all well and good, but I don't really know how to do that, guys. I don't know how to put a variation process in place in my business or how do I communicate that to my clients or how do I change it? so that they know from the start that that's my process, then if you are currently a Trade Desk drawing board or, or Tradepreneur member, you're one of our premium members, you have access to these tools as part of your membership. And if you don't know where to find them, drop us a message and we'll let you know. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a Trade Desk drawing board or Tradepreneur member yet, you have access to these things as a member. So perhaps it's time you had a chat to us about joining the, the team, joining the crew. There is a growing number of trade business owners that are finding out that Coxie and I have put together what we think are the simplest, most valuable tools for you to use in your business. And depending on what level you want to play at, you get one-on-one -on -one help from us, um, live help from us, to actually put that stuff in place in your trade business. So um, is this a sales pitch, listeners? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Look at you being all direct again. I love it. <laughs> I, you know what, Coxie, I'm tired. I'm tired of reading the whiny complaints in trade business groups online from people who don't actually change anything about their business. Now, I'm sure that's not you listening to this podcast episode because, you know, you're you're a progressive tradie. You know that you need to do things to get results. But look, if you've if you've missed some of the opportunities to get on board, if perhaps you've been really busy or COVID's got you all up in the in the grill, then uh, now's the time. Head on over to the website tradiesinbusiness.com.au. You'll find all the deets there on how you can get in touch with us. Um, if you are um, a member of WingeBook and you would like to message us via that platform, then by all means, just leave the whiny tone off the end of your message. Um, but you can drop us a message and we can actually point you in the right direction there. And guess what, listeners? Coxie and I will actually speak to you for free. We will. Much like long. we do here. 
But we will speak to you for free. We will. <laughs> so drop us a message. No excuses. It's spring. It's time for growth. It's time for change. Uh, get on to fixing how you deal with change and, and stop complaining about your customers. They're, they're going to give you money. Just I've got one thing they won't complain about. Oh, what? Our 90-day planning session. Yeah, speaking of, of uh, working out what to put in place in your business. Oh, that was nicely done. Oh, my goodness. Are you the same person? No. <laughs> I've been transformed, Nicole. I think you have. <laughs> that is very concisely exactly what we do at our 90-day planning session. It is fun. We actually have a lot of fun. You get to meet some tradepreneurs, some drawing board members, some trade desk members. We hang out together for the afternoon for about three hours. We have a little bit of a break. So if you've got to pick up kids or meet some sort of obligation, skins, <laughs> some yes. sort of obligation. Thanks for pointing it out. Um, you get time to do that. We'll give you a workbook. So we make it super easy for you. You get to take it away. You will actually find your three goals for the next 90 days. And not only that, we'll help you find the steps so that you can get to the end of the next 90 days. So you can get into Christmas this year and say, yes, mate, I kicked my goals. Because we take it down to little bite-sized steps with you so that you can do the things to get you where you want to go. Better than that, though, we'll even have you dreaming about what you want, what your end goal is. Why are you in business? Was it because you wanted to pay off the house earlier? Because you wanted to have a nice balance in your lifestyle? Did you want to just come off the tools altogether? All of those questions will help you find your answers for in our 90-day planning session. It's like a miracle session, honestly. Miracle session. so much fun. You'll get so much clarity around what it is that you're working for or towards or with. And you come away feeling super pumped and you get to do it with some kick-ass, awesome members. It's all free. It's all online. So we don't have to get in each other's space and get worried about this silly virus. We're able to come together and plan how we're going to kick this year's ass. Virtual high fives included at no extra cost. We do even have drinky poos at the end. Drinky poos. (laughs) Not with the skids though. No. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. That's a new name for the uh, for the offspring. So there you go, listeners. There are a few ways that you can uh, take the bull by the horns and stop the whining, uh, stop being tempted to blame your clients for the stress around variations or changes to jobs, for not getting paid for the extras that you do for people. Stop doing that. Stop leaking cash out of your business. Um, hit us up. Have a chat to us. We'll point you in the right direction with our memberships. And failing that, make sure you join us on the 25th of September mm-hmm. for TIB90. Look at me doing the young kid thing, turning it into an acronym with a number in it. Join us for TIB90, hashtag. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, get you cranking out a great plan for the last three months of 2020. And um, you can tell COVID to go... Eat a bag of snakes. That's not what I would have said, but okay, we'll go with snakes. I was trying to keep it G-rated. (laughs) G-rated. Thanks for listening. Hope to see you soon. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.